When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Robots Radio. Games. Lore. Stories. Community. Just press play. super fun yeah yeah that so i mean i pin obviously for this show i did all of the sound effects <laughs> yep. yes, <laughs> they're all they're all just wild and crazy uh but uh if you look now here's here's some fun fact i'm gonna let you in on the easter egg here okay the theme is actually the theme for starfield the theme that is in the teaser trailer, which is like the, 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 the main piece, it's contained within that. It's not the Shepherd at the Dance Club music, because that's what <laughs> I was going for. Um, it, it's, it, but it's in there. It's in there. So it's relative. You just got to wait for it. Part, yes. of my, part of my de- if you If you look really closely into this podcast, there are some like real secrets that you can find yeah much we're, like we're something hiding. matter of the show yeah exactly we are hiding uh details deep into the things that get released uh or not intentionally released we're going to talk about leaks today or at least a major leak that came out uh and, and our thoughts on it and some other information around that that has been uh i don't know what's the word what's the word for is there a verb for detective detectived investigating investigated by the people of the internet and uh but we we need to introduce ourselves it's been almost six months since we've done an episode of the show but with a potential e3 reveal of starfield coming out we don't know for sure but 
Looks like it might be a thing that we're getting close to. It looks like we're going to have to start ramping up episodes of this show. So very soon, this might become a weekly podcast. And I hope you guys choose it for your source for any of the lore that we discover underneath Starfield, whatever that might be, but also news and perceptions about the game and all that kind of stuff. So we're going to be here for a while for you guys. I am your host, Tom or Robots, and this is Dave Chaffins from the Internet. Dave, how you doing? I'm doing well. You told me that you would introduce me by that title from pretty much here on out. You told mm-hmm. me that a while back. Mm-hmm. That's Dave because Chaffins you're famous on the internet. I'm Dave Chaffins. You're the internet. Dave internet. Chaffins. Yeah. I was born there, much like Tron. Much like Tron. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm, you are- not, I'm not Flynn. I'm I'm much like Tron. Are you okay? Are you a digital being at this point? Um, I, I wouldn't say I, I wouldn't say I'm a fully evolved Digimon, but I'm close. <laughs> Okay. Okay. I'm very close. Yeah, yeah. He starts out as a Chaffins, and then he evolves into a Dave Chaffins, and then he evolves mm-hmm. into who knows what what comes next. Um, Sir David. Chaffins. <laughs> Sir David Chaffins is his final form. Mm-hmm. Uh, but <laughs> oh man, so uh, I have to stretch because uh, Twitch rede- redeemed that. Okay, so I'm stretched out. I'm ready to go. Dave, what what are we talking about today? What are we what are we going to discuss? Elder Scrolls. Elder, the eldest of scrolls. You asked me that on both the Fallout and Starfield podcasts that we do, and I always say Elder Scrolls because I don't, talk, I don't talk about Elder Scrolls, but I could. You could, you could, you could. could. But being that but this we're going to be Starfield talking about cast. We're going to be talking about some leaks. We're just going to yeah. be, yeah. Me here some leaks here i'm just gonna i'm just gonna put this up here for everybody who is currently watching us live at twitch.tv slash robots radio where we do the show um and if you aren't watching live i will include the link in the show notes for you to check this out as well but we'll do our best to describe for your ears to make them work like eyes so here we go podcast image on there we go so this is the big leak that Uh, supposedly came out a number of days ago now. It's been a few days. And in it, you can see, and this is the full white version, but the actual top portion of that where you don't see any of the drawings and things is actually transparent. So it depends on the background it's on. Um, Which means that this image had been edited a little bit in order for transparency. If you, going from left to right, at the bottom left, there is what appears to be an image of a planetary thing or space station or something some sort of sketch of a building all of this is mm-hmm. done with what looks like pen like sketches uh and then two potential moons or planets in the background one that is shaded yellowish and one that is shaded reddish uh then at the top left you have a little bit of text written in kind of a cursive handwriting uh to the right of that there are what appear to be starships sketches of different kinds of ships that look very uh very boat-like, I would say. And then there's what appears to be a seam that runs down the middle as if this is part of like a notebook or something with the number 7453, I'm sorry, 74573, and then fades from there. It looks like there might be a dot four or something else that goes on after that. And then uh, some writing that says gravitation something, and then what looks like a watch with uh, some some uh, circular uh hud type type objects and then to the right of that we have what appears to be a like a gravitational loop between two objects with like uh what looks like an infinity kind of shape between them and that runs off the edge of the page like an ellipse like an an ellipse. ellipse yeah so that's that's what we've got 
Then we've got uh, Tress in chat mm-hmm. says new Microsoft watch potentially. Wouldn't dude? Wouldn't that be cool if there was a watch in the game that was like a Pip Boy that worked like a Pip Boy, right. but it was a watch, and then you could buy one? I mean, that would be cool. the The thing that I see if when I look at it is there's a it's like a Castlevania castle in the bottom left hand corner. <laughs> you yeah, got the castle with the moon. Yeah, I'm gonna make this bigger, and you can kind of kind of see it. Okay. Uh, it's that's got, what I that's what I get, but it, it it definitely is probably like a space station of some sort, I guess. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know. Or or a uh, like I've been watching a lot of the Expanse lately, and the way the ships on that show land, they land down on their butts, kind of like uh, the Elon Musk rockets, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah so it could yeah. be a ship that's landed and standing on a planet or something, mm-hmm. um, or it could just be a building. <laughs> isn't tower like the Expanse like so good? Isn't it's so such good? a good show? I just finished so all good. five seasons uh, last night. I just finished wrapped up the last episode, and this is I haven't watched the, the fifth season. But the, the the one that Amazon did where they're on the colony planet was like mm-hmm. it was like some of the best TV. It was great. It's great. Yeah, no, Fantastic. I love that show. Um, so so since this image has come out, there has been a lot of investigation um gundry asks where is the pick from that's a good that's a good question so this pick was uh which kind of showed up on the internet somebody said they had found it among some files that looked like they were uh part of bethesda's uh cdn is that the right right i'm, I'm gonna mess up some of the terminology here but when you look at the where the picture came from the actual file data it shows that it was housed on the same server and in the same folder as Bethesda uses from, you know, from the server that they, they host all their images in. And people have done a comparison here of some of the other images on Bethesda.net and some of the other, you know, images for Elder Scrolls and Elder Scrolls Online and Fallout 76 and, and these kinds of things. And they all have very, very similar file structure. And you can tell where, all, where they're all hosted if you look in the, the metadata. And this is hosted on a similar on, on the, basically the same platform. So if this is a fake, then somebody did a really good job to make sure that that metadata looked like it came from Bethesda specifically. And I don't know enough. I'm not an, an, an Internet engineer to know if that part of it can be faked. I don't know if you know more about that than I do, Dave. No, I don't. I don't know more about that. I don't know more about that than you do. No, um, data. You know, we get, let's talk about network security. This is just a network security podcast. Like, there's no cool. way. There's no way somebody hacked into their server where they're hosting all their images, implanted it, and then removed it from there. You know, like that didn't happen. Um, so that I mean that lends some credence to it, but there is some other evidence that said that kind of makes it seem like maybe not so much. Um, so let's talk about some of the other the other details here. Um, yeah, the uh, the internet detectives have done a pretty good job trying to figure out where some of these other images came from. So for example, mm-hmm. um, the ships in the photo are from concept art done by someone named Rick Ruiz Dana. Ruiz Dash Dana, uh-huh. the last name. Um, and this is an artist that does concept work for, you know, all sorts of things. But these are some starships. And here, tell you what, I'm going to pull up this image as well so you guys can see the comparison uh, while we're doing this. And take uh-huh. a look at this as I pull it up right now, Funk Soul Brother. Here we go. Yeah, now. Funk Soul Brother. 
Robots Radio Brother. Robots Brother. All right, here we go. So if you look at these sketches, check this out. They just look, they look like the same starships. They look like some of the same starships. In fact, the boat one down yeah. here in the bottom right corner. These guys, it looks like it's, it, I mean, these are all from the same document, which is signed Rick mm -hmm. RD 2013. So this is something that this artist did years ago now. And I'll put the other one back up so you guys can see the comparison, but they are exactly the same. So if you were listening at home or wherever, do know that the images at the top left are exactly the same as those three starships in there and exactly the same spacing as if they were like photoshopped from one document to another. So that lends some uh, maybe not credence. <laughs> maybe that goes against the idea that it's from Bethesda unless Bethesda hired Rick in order to do this and used something that he had previously sketched as some of the potential design work for the sh for the game. That could be a thing. Maybe they hired him because they liked the design work and they wanted to use it. Also, yeah. Also, they found that the space station is a sketch made by Michael Phillips. So that item that we were talking about that looks like a space station at the bottom left is clearly from here. I'm going to I'm going to show this on screen as well from Michael Phillips, um, who is potentially somebody who used to work at Zos, Zenimax Online Studios. So what does that mean? Like, it seems like his name is associated as a previous employee. And if that's absolutely true. Now, again, this all this information comes from the Internet and people who are claiming on Reddit things like, oh, yeah, yeah that guy worked at, you know, Zos, whatever. I can't for some reason pull this image up. I'm going to have to save it a different way in order to get it to come up. But it'll come up in a second. What do you think about that, Dave? I am. It's interesting to me. Okay, if you're going to do concepting, like if you're going to do like concept work, that's happening. I mean, if this stuff is like concept art or something like that, like yeah. you're like planning out to, like that is like this stuff is either is got to be from like 2016, like right after Fallout 4. Cuz I mean, this stuff is like pretty pretty rudimentary. Um yeah, they're all they're all basically hand sketches. So if you take a really sketches. close look at this image, which is basically the same as, as what shows up on there and you zoom into it, mm -hmm. it looks like either a very complex looking space station or a bunch of starships floating around an object floating in the center of the screen with like two moons in the background, which they've now shaded on the on the final image that we have. Um, but it is very much the same sketch like this is the foundation for the artwork that is in the leak. Mm -hmm. So uh, somebody who previously worked at Zenmex Online Studios, which is owned by Bethesda, contributing some artwork to a project that eventually gets used in a document like this, that could totally be a thing. Or, you know, now that I, I, I'm, I'm looking at it, you know, I, I, I've looked at it earlier today. I'm looking at it again. I'm starting to think that maybe this is not concept art, but it's like something that you see in game like when it's like in uncharted you see like maps and old like drawings of things and maybe this is like some of the like some uh, uh, like a, an asset from the game where it's like okay this is like a journal of like okay because they have to explain how they got the space flight you know like, yeah uh, oh yeah in order to in order to start like at the beginning of fallout they're like 
hey, there was a war. It was post. It was a nuclear war. Everyone's dead. We made vaults. That's where you start. Like here, it's not just they're gonna drop you off of the ship. Like they've got to kind of explain that. I mean, it's the same thing for Mass Effect. They they spend you know the beginning of the, the first game being like, hey, this is how all this works. I feel like that right. this has got to be a part of that. Well, because this the watch. The thing about it is the watch looks too good. It uh-huh. looks too good. Right. Well, the watch comes from another source as well. So we're going to talk about that, too. Um, okay. But what about what about this thought here? The in the two main Bethesda properties that this team works on uh, Fallout and Elder Scrolls, there are documents in the game in Fallout. They come as holotapes and they come as, uh, you know, terminal entries in Elder Scrolls. They're pages. They're pages of books and documents and things that you get. What if this, like you're saying, is the kind of thing that shows up in a document that you can access? And so, like, let's say you find a crashed spaceship somewhere and you you check the pilot logs and things like that. And then you look in the pilot's quarters and he has a diary next to him. And this is maybe an entry in that diary where the pilot's been sketching things that he's seen as he's traveled or things that he works on because he's an engineer, things like that. That would make sense. And to have it yeah. and, and in order to do a lot of that kind of content, you would need a lot of artistry around sketches for those kinds of things. So why not right. p- purchase the rights to use these things from artists who already do this work, whether they work in your in your studio or not? You know, just, hey, we want to can you can we purchase this, you know, this sketch that you did for, you know, 10 bucks, 20 bucks, 50 bucks, whatever, whatever it costs that the artist is selling it for. And that's a much faster way to get that kind of content and to make it look like it's all drawn by different hands rather than just a single artist team. Uh, Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. That's a, that's a good question because it's like what it goes back to like, what kind of resources is Bethesda using for this? So my feeling is it's like all hands on deck. And I mean, this is kind of big picture here, but you know, it's like, Oh, sure. Sure. They're having Maryland. They're having probably their Montreal studio. They're having Austin. I know they got to be having Dallas because whatever. So they're doing with Dallas, like all hands on deck for Starfield. And I mean, that comes with its own team of art team that comes with its own connections. It, it, I'm I'm curious if they are actually paying anyone outside to do like to contract artwork rather than having people in-house do it. I think, you know? yeah, I, I, I don't see why not. Why? Why they couldn't do both. I think that both things mm. could be possible. In fact, if they were using seeking art from external sources during the design phase of the game, which would point back to that 2013 connection to the, the first Starship picture, um, then that would make sense because maybe that before they even commit their artists to doing work, they're doing research by just looking up other stuff that's out there. I, you know, one of the, uh, one of the um, design studios I, I work for, the uh, agent marketing agencies, this was part of the process they would go through for their designers was to put together a like a design board full of inspiration. And so they would mm-hmm. search the Internet for inspiration for these things. And then if something if one of those things was something that they were just like. This, is, this looks great. Why would we recreate it and steal somebody's work? especially if it's a company like Bethesda that's trying to be up and up with everything. They're a big company. They don't want to get sued. They get sued by a lot of people about stupid crap. You know, why not just spend the 10 bucks or 50 bucks or whatever it is to purchase the ability to use that artwork if they want to use it, you know, plus then they also have their own team working on stuff. So let's talk about the watch. Here we go. 
This is an image by an artist in Sweden. I haven't found his name yet, but according to the internet, this is, these are sketches by an artist in Sweden, and you will see that the sketch here circled in the red lines looks a lot like the watch that shows up. It, in fact, it is the watch just without the UI details on the face of the watch. And along with this, there are a number of other angles to very similar watches, other sketch designs for variations on that watch. And down here at the bottom, uh, complete other designs for other watches that look a little bit more rectangular or square and things like this. Like this was a, you know, came from this artist's sketchbook. Mm -hmm. So again, another external source for this. Um, I'll go back to the original image though, because what those, what that one doesn't have is the details on the face of the watch and those details on the face of the watch very are very, very similar to the UI from the previous leaked images that we saw on the bottom left side of the screen that showed what looked like a uh, amount of oxygen or health or a compass. You know, it looked very similar right. to those. So if somebody actually edited this well, in, any, in either case, someone either intentionally who works in the studio edited that onto the watch to make it look like this is your display. And so it works like a Pip-Boy, but it's a watch, which makes more sense in the real world than a Pip-Boy because everybody who's tried on one of those Pip-Boy things, they're heavy and, and un, you know, they're encumbering, yeah. right? They don't everyone really who work. The, everyone who bought the Fallout 4 collector's edition that was like, I'm going to wear this Pip-Boy every time I played, never wore it. Right. Because they were uncomfortable. They're big and, and uncomfortable right. and un unwieldy. Right. Um, but like everybody wears watches and we use smart watches now. So why not extrapolate that into the future? We know that Starfield is based around a more realistic kind of simulation. They've talked a lot about mm -hmm. that. So it would make sense if you had a personal device that you were connected into all the time. Why not put that on a watch? We all already do it. Um, and to have that connected to another device like your phone, like on the Expanse, they have those personal data pads that they use for everything. Like mm -hmm. it, if you had one on your wrist, you wouldn't be able to drop it when you were in space because it was attached to your wrist. Well, it kind of looks like, okay, first of all, um, it reminds me of 2002, the seminal film Clock Stoppers. I don't, I don't remember, remember this one. film. What is this oh, film? 2002 Clock Stoppers um, was a film about a, a team of teens that got together and um, essentially were trying to stop uh, bad things from happening. They had the clocks that would slow down time. And mm -hmm. so when you slow down time, everything around them moved very slow, but they appeared to be moving very fast. Right. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. And that's what I, that's what this reminds me of now on a, on a more serious ish note. The thing that I think is interesting about this watch mm -hmm. is the distressing. Like there is some, if you look at it, it's almost like there's like some, some colors, almost watercolor, I would say. Um, added to the bottom, uh, the watch face is whatever or like shadows. Can, yeah, yeah. There's it's not even it's not even that. It's like the, like the red around the edge. There's the yellow on the inside, and those are mirrored in the moon over there as like you know this like complete piece that leads me to believe that this isn't concept art because in concept art, like you're not adding in that level of detail if you're just having sketches of the thing on the other like you, this seems like something from the game it if seems it like there's a lot of a lot of detail and care put into it 
Yes. Yeah, and to make not 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 necessarily to make it look good, to but to make it look like this is somebody's notebook. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Even even the the text, the the handwriting on it looks like it's all kind of faded and rubbed off. Um, mm-hmm. The handwriting on this other side, and let's this is another detail that we want to go over here. Um, says something like uh, surface that is something it has no uh doesn't have any something um and that's about all i can tell from from it but the handwriting matches the handwriting on the other side which says gravitation something something um and they've added some other little things like uh numbers underneath one of the one of the boat like looking spaceships that say seven four five dot three something dot four which is the same number it's it's the seven four five seven three dot four that appears as if it's printed on uh, along the what appears to be like a seam in between the pages which it makes sense seems very intentional right um and then at right. the bottom right here you have this uh this image the ellipse you said this uh what looks like an orbital pattern between two objects mm-hmm. and uh, according to i don't have the image the full image from this but this actually comes from somewhere else that is uh the shape of uh, i think it was like a nasa drawing originally that is the shape of uh orbital patterns between the earth and the moon and kind of a, a reciprocal back and forth pattern shape so yeah it, there's a lot of intentionality here even if you look at the paper itself it's as if somebody took the time to photoshop in would appear to be like little water uh like water damage and aging on the right. paper itself um and at the top you can see where everything fades out there's kind of, if you were to consider say a half moon shape at the top that's where the transparency actually happens on the page and i can't show it here um but the transparency on that happens also on other images that are hosted on the website and are used on Bethesda's website and are used as these, uh, they're not banner images, but like the, the lead image for like going into a specific page on the website about a new topic. So for example, this image could be the background image behind something else that says like, mm. you know, the, the, you know, the, the engineering behind Starfield, that could be something about like, a blog post that they post months from now. Right. And so obviously they would be gearing up for any of that. So if we, if we go down the thought path of, okay, in just what, three or four weeks, we're going to have E3 and let's say we get an announcement for Starfield. If we get an announcement for Starfield and it does follow the regular trajectory of Bethesda announcements, that means that we will get probably a release window for the fall sometime because that's what they did with Fallout 4. That's what they did with Fallout 76. This is this is what they do with these big titles. They, they make an announcement at E3. They release in the fall um, at the latest. It's going to be something like the beginning of next year, probably because Microsoft seems to be pushing them to get this out as soon as possible. And they were hoping to release it last year, according to some people who have talked about this on the internet and they weren't able to. So they, they are now been in bug squashing mode for this year in order to get things out. That seems to be the pace they're on. And if that's the case, then marketing would be gearing up right now in order to do a series of individual releases for blog updates and behind the scenes. And here's some more stuff because they're going to be in full marketing mode where like every week or two, they're going to have something else out there. Some new image come out, some new behind the scenes detail, Uh something. Right. Um, Right. 
So that that all makes sense to me. And the whole CDN thing being from the Bethesda server and the amount of professional quality behind this image makes me think that this may have been an intentional leak. And you and I talked about this a little bit before the show. Uh, I've worked in marketing. I think that doing things like intentional leaks are fun ideas. They're fun ways of of controlling the narrative, of making sure that only the details that you want get out so that people start talking about it and and do like we do on this show and make this a big thing and kind of raise the buzz in a way that feels organic, even mm-hmm. though because who knows who put this out? We don't know. Right. Yeah. I, I I think that with a company like that, where they have so much money behind a product and they've been spending so much time in the product, I think that they, like, I, I think in the same vein, they want to control the narrative, like you'd said. Um, but I don't know if, I, I don't know if you're that big of a company, if like leaks are a thing that you want to like actively put out, because how do you manage that? Like, uh, uh, like something like Todd Howard's on an interview with, you know, I don't know, Dave Chappelle. I just, just like pulled that one out of the hat. And behind <laughs> them, there's like a, a toy that looks kind of out of place. And that's like a, a, one of the new rocket ships from the game. Like, that's the kind of stuff that I would see where they're like. Yeah. Teasing. And they've done that. They've done that. Like, you know, like the Indiana right. Jones stuff, like the Todd Howard had there, right. like two interviews where he had Indiana Jones stuff behind him months before the announcement came out that they're working right. on a title. My thought is that that I think that the, you know th- this isn't intentional. This level of of because this looks like a quality thing. Like this looks like a quality image, and I don't think that they're gonna intentionally leak this level of image out. That's my just my opinion. Well, you don't think that if they had a whole selection of hundreds of images that they've made for the game, that they wouldn't go. You know, we could leak this one out, and it's not going to reveal anything specific enough. For, for anything to be given away, but it will create mm-hmm. a lot of conversation because everyone's going to look at each one of these little things on this page and they're going to do like we do and dissect it all without ever really gaining any real substantial knowledge about the game. So this image would work great. Let's just let it go. Yeah, I, I see. I see what you're saying, you know, but I have easy, an, ex, an easy extensive. Thing to do. I have an extensive zero years of marketing experience <laughs> where as as you know, you may have a few more. I'm not sure. Um, I don't <laughs> a few more than zero. Yes, <laughs> a few more than zero. Yeah. Um, I don't I don't know. I don't see how I don't think that leaks are intentional. And I think that and that's why it's like I you feel bad, like some leaks are, are bigger than others. I don't know. Like and so some are intentional, maybe some are unintentional at that point. Like, I mean, if we look back on big video game leaks, like. Uh, Ubisoft is making a Mario Rabbids tactical strategy game. Who saw that coming? Nobody saw that coming unless you got the leaks, uh-huh. which told you months before that happened that that was a thing, and then nobody was as surprised. But I mean, that's a pretty surprising thing to announce and be like, hey, we're making a like very much a Mario game with the Rabbids characters, and it plays like XCOM. Like, yeah. a year before that was released, that would have been like a hilarious thing. You'd have been right. laughed out the door. Everybody would be like, well, so, no, that's ridiculous. Right. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. so that's, there's that's like the that thing you invent when you're in fifth grade and they're like, invent, invent something. And you're like, oh, I'm going to invent a video game that has Mario and the rabbits 
and they're going to play like right. that game my dad plays XCOM and shoot at bad guys. <laughs> You're just like, yeah. what? Yes. No. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, all right. Well, that's all the details on this specific image that I have to go over. But we have some other information about a copyright that was filed. And we'll get into that after the break, because we got to talk to you guys and tell you how awesome you are. I need to come up with more reasons to use all our uh, sound effects. Um, we have we have more. We yeah, have more. We do have more. I was going to use the news one, but then I forgot and we didn't hit it. So do it, do uh, it when we come back. That's the signal yeah. after the birth. Yeah, that's that's what we'll use. But um, this is the middle of the show. This is the part where we get to say thank you for listening. You guys are awesome. Thank you, everybody, for listening to the show. I hope you decide to keep coming back because w- this will be your source for all the information we can possibly get about Starfield from this point forward. And Dave and I are very excited about the game. We hope that we're going to get the leaks and things that, are, you know, uh, that this means that. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get three pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for three forty nine dollars a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink or Arizona tea for 77 cents each. All with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. We're getting a, you know, a reveal at E3 and eventually a release this year because that would be phenomenal. We would absolutely love that. So um, but we do need your help in order to make sure that this show is a success. So please, 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 if you have friends that enjoy Bethesda games, if you're playing Fallout and you like to listen to us on the Fallout Hub or if you're playing Elder Scrolls, even though Dave talks, says he's going to talk about Elder Scrolls and never does. But I talk about Elder, Elder Scrolls on the Elder Scrolls Lorecast. If you like any of these other games and you have friends that play these games, let them know about the Starfield Lorecast. Please, please, please. It would help us a ton. The only way that these shows become successful is because of you guys. And so we really, really do appreciate the help. So thank you so much for all of that. Let's move on to more news. Are you interested in keeping up with all the latest gaming news, but you're just too busy? Well, I've got the podcast for you. The Robots Radio Show is a daily gaming news show where I bring you in a quick format all the top news about video games, nerd culture, and even the best deals. You can find The Robots Radio Show on Spotify and Apple and all the different podcatchers, and you can join me live, twitch.tv slash robotsradio at around noon Eastern every day. Come talk about game stuff with me. Again, that's The Robots Radio Show, available everywhere. On the night of June 10th, 2018, Bethesda gave us a glimpse at their new space-based RPG. Ever since then, we've been piecing together information in a series that we call Star Clues. So we have another uh, Star Clue here. There was a copyright filed for Starfield that points also to a potential release date. This copyright is for 2021 and the information around copyrights goes like this if a copyright is put into a year then that means that the person filing the copyright or the business intends for something to be published with that copyright within that year so the first thing that this points to is oh good, we're going to get an actual game release in 2021, right? Which would point to the whole Bethesda going to E3, talking about Starfield, game coming out in the fall. 
or early winter, like December 30th at the latest, that, that kind of thing. Um, what do you think, Dave? You think that this is thing? I mean, there is a, there is a copy right now. Or does it mean just something um, like they're going to put out like a book of like developing Starfield before the actual no. game releases? Um, I, I mean, I have, you know, I, we'll get into like the, the what we think all, all of this means and kind of like, you know, center ourselves. Because I feel like at the end, at, like towards the end of the show, we need to like center ourselves and like get a path for everybody forward, you know, of like the speculation and stuff. But it's on this specific, specific thing, um... If you're putting a copyright on something and you go you go play any game and you look at the copyright on a game even from, you know, whatever year, it's always going to be the year that it release. They're not, you're not going to put a copyright on something that doesn't have anything like any kind of content with it. And they're not going to release a development book. You know, it's, this is not... I mean, I guess they could make some Funko Pops or something beforehand. You know? <laughs> yeah, I mean, that does happen. Like, we do get leaks right. from, like, Funko Pops. Like, right. um, Game of Thrones was uh, was the ending with Bran being the king. Oh, God, spoilers, if you haven't watched Game of Thrones yet. Uh, don't, it's not even, just ignore that last one. Just ignore that last one. Don't even watch good. the last two seasons. It's not even worth it. Um, but that, that was leaked on a Funko Pop. <laughs> yeah, so maybe it's that. But here's here's the image on the screen. And for our listeners, it says Zenimax.com, Starfield, trademark, in development, copyright 2021, Bethesda Studios, LLC, a Zenimax media company. Starfield and its logos are registered trademarks or trademarks of Zenimax Media Incorporated in the U.S. and or other countries, all rights reserved. So this is an official copyright. This is This has been actually submitted and exists now and is a real thing. So now the other side of this is that it may signal intentionality to release in 2021, but whether that's actually fall through with, like they could still delay it. I, so I don't think they're going to delay it. And here, and here's why I, I think that, the, I think that they are going to, here's, here's my bet. They're going to release it or not release it, but announce it at E3. It's going to be released sometime in the fall. Um, every single Bethesda studio is working on this. Mm-hmm. Even the Fallout 76 studio, they're working on this. They're like everybody, like it's all hands on deck to get this game out because this has been in development for years and years and years, and they're trying to finish up this product that they have have done most of the work of solo, and now they're going into the Microsoft era where they they are owned by them and, and have the funding and can actually like change how they're thinking about their products and, and, and look into Elder... Like, think about all of their series holistically with more money in mind. And I think that they want this out the door because this is kind of like the last thing that like in their heads that Bethesda independently does. Right. And they want to move on from that. Right. Yeah, I agree. I, I think that the, that all of this signals that there is intentionality to get it out this year. And, mm-hmm. you know, being that we are, this is May 11th that we were recording this. So we have six plus months left in the year, six months and like three weeks left in the year. So mm-hmm. that most studios six five six months before release of a game are in the final phases of making sure that the game is polished 
and that all the bugs are squashed. All the content is there. All the all the quests, all the assets, all the voiceover, all of that stuff by this point in the in the game would be complete and they would just be at a point where they are squashing bugs and making it run, you know, you know, 10% faster than it was before and making sure oh. that there's no glitches when you get in your space shoot or your space space shoot when you get in your space in your space shoot yeah, that is a new thing we just discovered a new thing we just discovered a new thing in the game there will be space shoots and space they are shoot. they you get in them and they will yeah. launch you at very very fast speeds across the universe they're called space I mean, shoots. They just shoot you. It, if you have space shoots, do you have ladders as well? Yes. Because the game Space Shoots and Ladders is it's very ladders. popular among children in the future. Mm, mm, mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm. a space ladder is kind of like the opposite of a space elevator in that it helps you descend back to a planet. Uh, yeah, I'm with it. I, I'm I'm 100 sold on on space shoots. <laughs> I'm 100 with it. We are I, now I, completely sidetracked. I don't know what we what I was even talking about. You have your space I, suit. I oh, oh, bugs, bugs with spacesuits. You, you get in your spacesuit, like kind of like your power armor, or you get in right. your spaceship, or you're building your spaceship, which is probably going to be a thing because there. Another little side note here: Bethesda put out a poll that asked if people how much time they spend building their spaceships. Which doesn't make any sense because there's no spaceships in their other games. You don't build spaceships in Fallout 76. You build camps. Right. To which I say, I spend a lot of time building my spaceship. Um, I spend the most time building my spaceship. Is what I wish I would say if I had the game Starfield in my hand. Yeah, right? Yeah, I I spend all the time building my spaceships. And then I get in my spaceship and I shoot across the universe. To go build another spaceship. Yep. Yep. So, yeah, like Futurama. Yes, <laughs> MW. Um, yeah. Yeah. So uh, now that we're in the the realm of the cult of astrology, astrology, mm-hmm. not astronomy, astronomy, astronomy. That's a brand of delicious snacks in the future. Um, or, or no, 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 no. Um, astronomy. That's like. That's the Spanish word for star. Oh, plus me. That's I what mean, so that's either a great Pokemon or a snack for Starfield. Yep, yep. So we've discovered more, more things. Too bad we more don't have Toon here to to do drawings of these things for us. That's true. That's yeah. true. He's very good at drawing. Um, I have a question for you. Uh huh. And we haven't really talked about it. At least in my memory. Do you think that Starfield is coming to the PlayStation world? Yeah, that's the I think that's the last thing we need to discuss on this episode, because that's the thing that we don't have confirmation about either. Um, I want to I want to talk to you about that. And I, and I kind of want to hmm. get a feel for when you think what you think this like uh, uh, just kind of like an all encompassing. What do you think the release of this game looks like from announcement to it out. I got gotcha. you. Okay, so um, yes, I do think it is coming to PlayStation because they said Microsoft said when they acquired Bethesda that they were going to fulfill any prior commitments. And my belief is that Bethesda would be absolutely ridiculous if they hadn't talked about 
putting this on the PlayStation before they were purchased by Microsoft. Like this, that would have been a conversation they were having between the studios and what that would look like. And if they're going to get, you know, an early release or whatever, like, so right. uh, at the end of the day, I believe that it will come out for Xbox PC and PlayStation. Now, obviously it's going to be part of the Xbox game pass and PC is probably going to have access to that too, would be my guess. And maybe that gets an early release compared to PlayStation in order for to kind of push more people onto that platform. But I think that eventually it will come out on PlayStation and it's not going to be too much later than when when we'll see it for Xbox and PC. Um, as for the complete roadmap from this point on, I think we will get an announcement and reveal at E3. I think that we will get some marketing and a marketing push over the next four months or so and that they're going to have it out for the holiday season this year. I also think that um, that that's important from a uh, morale standpoint for the team to get this out. I think for uh, people's anticipation and wanting of things like Elder Scrolls six, because if they can push this out and get it behind them, then they can work more on Elder Scrolls six. They can shift the team over to full work on that and maybe get that out in the next few years because people will really, really, really want to see that as soon as possible. And they've been there's that that tone from the community of like, oh, my God, why are they working on this Starfield game? All I want is another Elder Scrolls. Why, why are they going to take 10 years between Elder Scrolls releases or 12 years or 15 years? You know, like that's the whole right. thing. Right. Um, but if this game comes out and is awesome. And people go, oh, no, this is really good. I'm glad they put it out. Then they're going to be OK with waiting a few more years for the next Elder Scrolls. So that that's important as well. Um, mm -hmm. so that, that's kind of the roadmap I see. Plus, they, it gives them the typical ramping up over the next X amount of months before the game releases and really, uh, you know, building the marketing for it. I, I'm very much on the same page of you with, with all of that. I think I think there's going to be some different things with their with the reveal at E3. They're going to have to convey how this game plays because they haven't had to do that with fallout they didn't have to do that with elder scrolls because everybody's played elder scrolls and fallout they know how that like i mean mechanically fallout 4 has some changes from three in new vegas but you understand the basic layout same right. thing for right. oblivion to skyrim like you understand how those games work how like they're gonna have to explain and dig into detail about what this game is because uh, and like, how do you do that in an all digital event? Like, how do you? Uh, well, you do. You do. You have somebody sit. You have Todd Howard or whoever pick up a controller and play it. Mm -hmm. And they they run I around think. and they do things and and they and they show you different clips uh, of different things. Uh, just like they you would have on the previous uh, shows highlighted different aspects that were d different from previous games because most of the time they mm -hmm. did that. So like if you go all the way back to the Skyrim reveal, they're like, hey, you get to run around in, in Skyrim instead of in Cyrodiil. But check this out. There are dragon shouts. And they're like, oh, that's really cool. And you can wield a weapon in both hands. Oh, that's really cool. Like that's the stuff they pointed out that was different. So I think mm -hmm. they'll do something very similar. Um, and we know it's the same game engine. We know it's probably going to be a first person game. Um, mm -hmm. it, like they're going to show you running around, but then they're going to be like, but check this out. You can build a spaceship. You can launch it. You can plan a trajectory to another planet or, you know, the conversation system works like this. So th there should be a foundation. It's still foundationally going to be similar to the other games. It's just going to be there. 
I'm guessing have a lot of new systems mm-hmm. that we haven't seen before because it's a completely different setting and it's like they've said the biggest technological leap that they've made since like Morrowind. Right. I they're going to have a hard time of how they're going to put that out there for people to to like get it cuz like normally at these big conventions you you're a journalist you go behind closed doors to look at stuff anything that's like coming out like that year like when they do um oh i forgot what that what what um like for like a big bethesda game they're gonna have to like people played doom eternal the last time they had like an in-person yeah. show and they played yeah. a ton of doom eternal had a lot to talk about with this one where it's all digital not a lot of people are like how do you function with that and i kind of had this wild idea of something they might try if you want to drive because i think this is coming out on on all the systems i think this is they have they have spent years making this game it's gonna come out and we've seen that like psychonauts 2 um isn't out yet it's being made by double fine um they're microsoft owned studio that's coming out in playstation because they had a fig campaign which is like a kickstarter-esque thing for the playstation version so they're making a game under an xbox studio it's coming out on playstation um and same thing for in exiles wasteland 3 that's on playstation as well so my my thought is okay what can we do how can we like reward or, or necessarily say okay our future is with xbox like as as bethesda i think that game pass owners are going to be able to get a small demo of Starfield. You think so? Day and date they announce. Yeah, yeah. you think they'll think just that, download like a, a 15 gig, like here's the first hour of the game. Or like here's like a, uh, it seems like there's a lot of space stations. Uh, you know, that's one thing that's confirmed. <laughs> there will be a space. I have seen a space station with my eyes. And I think that, I think that it's going to be something like that, where it's like, here is a demo. It's going to be free for Xbox Game Pass owners. Right. And they did yeah. that. They did much a similar thing. And it gave me, they gave me the idea because they just re, um, released Resident Evil 8. And that had an exclusive PlayStation, uh, PlayStation 5 demo that maybe lasted 15 or 30 minutes. Like, right. d- depending on your, if you just walked around and you were like, oh, look, like, you know, look at this like gold can and the floor. Isn't that cool? I think that they're going to do something like that. Yeah, even if it was just like a here's the character creator and now you can walk around your introductory spaceship or station or whatever. Yeah, that would be awesome. Um, Also, because the Microsoft stuff was wrapped up a few months ago, that might give them enough time to package that up into a a demo release because it takes a few months to take a chunk of a game and, you know, section it off for Mm -hmm. a demo like that takes part of the team really focusing and, and being able to do that. So, right. Um. Yeah, that could. That, I mean, that could be a thing. That would be really cool. I would. Uh, I, I would. Poop, they have I would to poop myself a little bit. A little bit. A little, yeah. a little bit of poop. But yeah, they have to communicate that they are because the game is a lot of people. Are, a lot of people. A lot of like big industry insiders and stuff. That industry insiders. I put in quotation marks. Um, are being like, this is going to be an Xbox exclusive and. I don't I think that it's going to be a, like a game on games pass. It comes day and date and PlayStation owners and people that want to actually buy the game are going to pay the what is it? 70 bucks. Now the games are charging like you. Mm-hmm. You want to come to the Starfield party? You just got to pay the price and you're there. Um, and this will probably be the last, uh, you know, this may be the last like game that Bethesda puts out on on the PlayStation ecosystem or uh, whatever that there's may be. the yeah there's the uh 
the other one, Deathloop. That's definitely going to be. Well, Deathloop and Ghostwire Tokyo are yeah. both PlayStation exclusives. That right. So they, <laughs> they have to be. But um, right. But yeah, right, right, potentially, right. potentially, unless we get Game Pass on the PlayStation, which I think would be awesome. I mean, it, I'm I'm interested in, in what they're going to do with Elder Scrolls and Fallout. I feel like it's a no brainer to make it Xbox and PC exclusive of essentially saying, OK, this is our this is our flagship and we're going to move this forward. Um, I, I, that makes a ton of sense. Um, when you've spent so much time with development Starfield, though, when you've already like I mean, you've put a good amount of resources already of, of like making a PlayStation version. Like game development mm-hmm. is is not like I'm going to make a game and then decide at the very end who I'm going to send this to. Right. No. Right. <laughs> that's not, right. That's not no, how You've that already works. been working on it. You've been QAing it. You've been fixing bugs. You've been, yeah, for every single right. version. Uh, this is something we talk about on the Cyberpunk Lorecast. They even have in the show notes where they, you know, like the Stadia version gets updates. Individual right. unique updates. Which, like, even that, I'm just like, isn't it just running, like, the PC version on a server? No, it has a very specific edition just for Stadia, which is kind of like, man, every time you splinter out to a new platform, that's just more development. So Right. So I think, I think, though, if you, with having that release idea, they got to have something for Xbox people where it's saying, okay, you have chosen to be a part of people that already have a Series S or X. Mm-hmm. Or uh, is that is that's the next gen version, right? Yeah. I get confused. Yep. Okay, because yep. there's the Xbox One, Xbox One S, X, One Xbox One X. You know, yes, that's the that's the joke. <laughs> it's very confusing. Um, it's very confusing. Um, some people that already have that, they want to be able to reward like and be like, you're you're in this ecosystem, you're gonna get Bethesda games, and this is going to be the place to play it. I think a demo makes the most sense. Yeah, I think that's a great idea. I would love I would love for that to exist. Um, so. Bethesda, I know you're listening. Let's, let's get a demo. Let's get a demo. I'd also love to hear our listeners' thoughts on this. Uh, join us on the Robots Radio Discord. There are already over 1,400 people on the Discord. There is mm-hmm. a channel specifically for the Starfield Lorecast. We'd love to hear your thoughts on these leaks and any other information you have, especially if you've got information that we haven't talked about that's brand new. We'd love mm-hmm. to call you out on a future episode of the show and say, hey, so-and-so pointed this out to us it's a really cool thing we have to talk about um but just in general like what are you expecting for the game like where do you want this to go do you think it's going to be out this year you know what are your thoughts on that um but anyway thanks for everybody for tuning in i think that's all we got for this episode we'll be back i have soon. i have, I have one one more piece yeah and this is my this is the wildest this is the wildest idea and i had it and i'm gonna i'm gonna roll with it so let's take you on a scenario. I want to, I want to roll one last final scenario to like really get everybody riled up. Mm-hmm. If you are Bethesda, mm-hmm. you recently sold your company, you're needing money to develop games. And so that's why you signed an exclusive with Sony for a year to do Deathloop, to do Ghostwire Tokyo, to like finance these games, right? What if you need the same thing for your next Bethesda game? And what if Starfield is a timed PlayStation exclusive? <laughs> what if people are people are like, oh, it's got nobody's talking about that. You don't hear anybody talking about that. But we don't know when they said prior agreements. We don't know what that could mean. That was true. Pip about Starfield. That's true. That's true. Like I was saying, they, they would have been negotiating this stuff already for a while. 
So right. maybe, although I would think that PlayStation would have followed up with that once the rumor started coming out and been like, by the way, we have a agreement. <laughs> this is where you're going to don't I worry. Mean, don't worry, PlayStation fans. You'll still get Starfield and you'll get it earlier than everyone else. Wouldn't that be like the 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 most like heel turn wildest thing possible? Isn't that like I mean, if we go deep in the pit of Starfield, which is what we're what we're here to do, <laughs> the star pit. That's what we're, we're the star pit. We're uh-huh. down in the star pit. We took the star shoot down to the star pit. We've got our star facts going. Yeah, we got our star facts. Um, but w- like, what if? What if that is the thing? Like, there's so much that we don't know about this gigantic business deal. <laughs> that it's 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 just insane to me. It's insane to me. That, like the, the, this like. And now you got like Sony's MLB the show coming out on Xbox systems because the Major League Baseball wanted to publish it like the baseball company, not the company that made the game, wanted to publish it on their side. This is a wild time. Dogs is and what cats I'm trying to say. living together. Mass hysteria. Fragile Mass Shark hysteria. in chat says if Microsoft allowed Starfield as a PS exclusive, I'd eat an entire knit hat on video. And we have that now visual evidence of this being said so that's fragile, right fragile if, shark i hope that is that not true is for your own digestive uh needs i mean there is like a slight there is a slight possibility because that's because it's like microsoft is playing microsoft and sony gr- are doing having great times but they're both playing very different games sony's really not trying to acquire like they're not trying to like purchase up they don't need to like that xbox needed to like get some fresh ip get some fresh talent get a bunch of stuff like really build up that like they needed that and sony is more like okay we're gonna finance this game from these people over here and over here we're gonna finance this game for these people like and kind of like behind the scenes build that i mean now it's Mm -hmm. like you know technically they finance like sony finance no man's sky and have stuck with that investment that investment has paid off for them because the game has been so successful and on the other end you've got like um oh what was it like that housemark game returnal that's like a big um sci-fi shooter thing on the playstation right now mm-hmm. that company the the game the people that make the game aren't owned by sony they just like bought they were like hey we want you to make a game what ideas do you have here's some money so i mean yeah I don't know. We could see anything. I'd love to hear. I'd love to hear everyone else's thoughts on this. And if they think Fragile Shark could actually eat a knit hat, an entire knit hat. We're talking like human sized knit, like like a little baby one, like adult sized knit hat. An entire knit hat. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I how have you, one of those. I don't know how you eat that. Maybe I'll wear it next show. Chopping it a little bit. Maybe I'll send him. I can send him. My wife made that, so she would probably be a little upset if I sent her knit hat that she spent (laughs) months making to someone that I knew over the internet because I wanted to see them eat it. Yeah. I feel like that that's not. Yeah. Crystal says, uh, Crystal's going to eat a top hat, it looks like. Or a fruit bowl hat. Well, a fruit bowl hat seems to make more sense. But if it's rubber fruit, if it's rubber, but if it's rubber fruit, yeah, like fake rubber fruit or like, you know, like the peaches with like the suede on the outside or whatever that makes them feel soft and fuzzy. Yeah, yeah, that's a weird feeling. It's like fun to touch. But then when you think about your tongue touching it, you're like, nope, nope, not not the mouthfeel on that is all wrong. 
Well, Dave, it's time to get going. You got anything else going on you want to share before we head out? Uh, Got uh, episodes of All Boys coming out uh, every week. That uh, it's probably been it's been a while since we've done a show. So I do a uh, podcast called Vault Boys, and right now we've been investigating weird news from around the world uh, and bringing those news stories uh, and kind of getting our takes on them. Most recently, we talked about a uh, Lego thieving craze and why we think that that might be like a good beginner way to get into like you know in the oceans 11 when you have like the people stealing five million five billion dollar necklaces like how do you get to that level of thievery without hurting people and we think that maybe that's legos and you, there's a whole there's a whole discussion behind that <laughs> okay i'll have to tune into that, that. check out because i have yeah, no idea will. what that means um yeah. dave and i are also on the fallout hub which comes out bi-weekly so every other week if you enjoy fallout 76 and you want to hear about all the latest news and details on that game you can check that out it's available everywhere i do pretty much almost all of the lore cast type podcasts on the internet there are some that i don't do but chances are if it has lore cast in the title i do it that includes fallout elder scrolls cyberpunk dungeons and dragons starfield now mass effect and soon the witcher that'll be a new one coming out this summer so yeah go check those out they're they're a lot of fun uh, i do them with different co-hosts and we talk about Whoa. the lore of all these different games and it's a fun time so uh and, and informative so uh thanks for tuning in everybody we will see you next time on the starfield lorecast we should be back sometime in the next week or two with the next episode and until then stay Here's safe it. don't say yeah don't go yeah. in your space shoot without your space helmet yeah 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 did you have something else dave <laughs> Uh, just just you know don't let the good lord shoot you where the pit in facts puts you thanks for listening to the podcast we hope that you enjoyed this show did you know that parodies are copyright protected tell a friend and review on iTunes or other services. Dave and Tom, excited for Starfield. Let's all speculate and wear no shoes. Hey, why aren't we wearing any shoes? Because shoes rhymes with iTunes, and that's the best I could think of. You've been listening to a Robots Radio podcast. Smart shows for interesting people. Check out all the shows at robotsradio.net. In a world where solid-state electronics and vacuum tubes are still meta, people never stop loving atomic-powered everything. A chosen 500 stepped inside a subterranean vault to be spared the nuclear horror of the inevitable Great War. 25 years later, they emerge after the fallout settles to retake Appalachia. Among them, two former rivals whose blood feud will tear West Virginia apart in their epic struggle for survival. Chad, a vault bro who has a strength of 15, an intelligence of two, and is a complete wasteland dickhead. 
Simon, a complicated anti-hero who chooses light and hope, but accidentally becomes a cannibal and wakes up naked and afraid with a Scorch Beast Queen after a date goes terribly wrong. What? I mean, it's a wild wasteland, right? This dark humor radio drama will have you driving off the road and crawling out from under the fallout. Two men. One wasteland. And so many nukes. Chad, a Fallout 76 podcast. Rated R. Now streaming on your holotape player podcasty thing. Do you like adventure? Yeah. Do you like laughing? Uh, yeah. Would you like to listen to a group of people you don't know play D&D and reference retro pop culture you vaguely remember? Um... Excellent. You're going to love Committee Quest. We play D&D in the world of Amarant. We use adventure modules and supplements made by people in the community. We also have a sweet synthwave backing track. Come and join us on our adventure. Volume 1 has been completed. Volume 2 coming the end of January. You can find us on iTunes, Podbean, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.